Bobby, it's good to have you on the show. We just finished, but uh, what did we talk about today? Well, we talked about how to create a magnetic marketing strategy to bring people in, how to embody the results that you want to deliver for your clients and how to speak to the right people and not the earth loves. I love it. I'm going to give everybody a little bit more. We talk about if you're being the Sally in your content, how Fabi went from advertising and graphic design to high ticket sales while breastfeeding babies, nine month olds though, not six year olds. No, no. learn about that one. We talk about the five secrets to magnetic marketing, the four C's and the one E. Uh, we talk about how Fabi just regularly crushes 60% conversions on sales calls, how branding can unlock your gifts and potential. She has a question. Do you have a sunshine folder? Uh, the people with the biggest credentials have the most imposter syndrome, my self-understanding. If the market is dictating your messaging, you're guaranteed to lose. The goal is to always simplify the outcome. You should embody the result you deliver for your clients. The three simple pillars to scale your business and your brand. The biggest mistake you're knowing about your audience. And then does your messaging pass the little mermaid test? Make sure you spend time speaking to the solution oriented and not the problem oriented. And don't have an agenda to close, have an agenda to connect plus an entire other hour. Did we get it all? Oof, that's a lot, but yeah, you did. <laughs> okay, cool. So take notes, have a pen, enjoy the episode. Make sure you check out Fabi when we're done because this one was incredible. Enjoy the show. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show. And today I have a very special guest because it's a woman who I watch run circles around me while simultaneously breastfeeding a six-year-old who's not even have to practice pronouncing because she's just so incredible. But today we have Fabi Paolini on the show, the queen of the Ola 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 magnetic marketing, attracting high-end clients, an amazing look, feel, and basically here's what I think. I think she does everything right because this is what happens in my world. I'll be scrolling through social. Something will get my attention. It's always her. I turn around, I send it to my team, and I was like, why is Fabi always better than us? But she's amazing, so then I support her. She's incredible. I love it, and I love having her a part of my world. I watch everything she does from the design to the branding to the aesthetics to the words, and it seems that everything she touches kind of has that high value, high feel, it's going to work price on it. And so I'm stoked to have her. I'm stoked to learn from her. I'm stoked for her to be here. And I truly mean it, that she's closing deals while breastfeeding. And I'm out here trying to figure out how to take my business to the next level. So, Bobby, welcome to the show. Wait, I need to clear out something because you got people's attention. I'm not breastfeeding a six-year-old. I'm six months old, I said. A nine-month-old. I do have a nine-month-old. That would be kind of crazy. But well, I mean, I've, seen, I've seen those videos. I'm not one to judge. I have no exactly. idea why people do that. But. That's how me. Exactly. Thank you. That's awesome that I'm here. I'm so excited. Yes, I do sell high ticket. Breastfeeding, although I'm not showing anything on camera, so it's all good. Uh, and it's awesome. I'm seeing your stuff, and I'm blown away by your level of connection learning from you, too. So I'm really excited to be here. And we have so much good stuff that I I know. I'm so I love, I love how we met. We were talking before we hit record, and I don't remember how I found her or she found me, but it was a couple of years ago. And then she's like, How did you get me on a call? I'm like, I don't know. But I remember she was like, 
I'm not buying anything. I'm like, I don't want to sell you anything. She's like, I'm not. I'm like, I don't. I think you're awesome. I have no clue how I agreed to hopping on a call because you are the only person that I have ever hopped on a call in like in six or seven years like that. And it was awesome. So it's, and then the, I that went on the call, I was like, by the way, I'm not buying George. And he was like, I'm not selling. I'm like, yeah, but just in case I'm not buying. So you, you, made, you made sure I knew over and over. And I was like, it's okay, Bobby. I'm not selling. And I was like, I'm that guy that still refuses to use a calendar link because I like to bomb people. I did it last night on Instagram. I got a DM because Vanessa tagged me on an Instagram post. So a ton of followers came in. And they're like, are you really real? So I opened my phone and I video timed her, FaceTimed her on Instagram. And she's like, I was like, does this look real? Do you have a question? And she's like, what? So we went on like a 20 minute, like coaching session out of the blue. So I love it. I love it. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, so let me do this because I want to do this justice. And I've never asked this before, but I think I was telling Fabi before we got on, like I get a little bit of. I just have admiration, respect for how you do what you do and how you got here. But didn't you start with graphic design? Was that like your background? Yeah. Okay. Right. So I'll kind of try to sum up my story. A Give me the story bit. arc. We have all day. We're here to listen to you. Okay, good, good. Well, yeah, I start, I, I mean, I, I studied advertising. I started doing, I did advertising graphic design. I started working at Leo Burnett, which is one of the biggest ad agencies in the world. So I started in the ad world. But um, I was doing graphic design as a freelance on the side, like every probably every designer or person that works at an agency does. And little by little, I was getting more and more clients. And it got to a point where I was like, eh, I don't want to be an employee. I want to just do my own thing. So I started working as a freelance graphic designer, doing branding, web design back in 2007 when web design was not simple to do on your own and you need to do like a little bit of coding actually. Yep. And um, I did an MBA in 2012, 2012, right, exactly. Uh, I did an MBA because I was like, I really want to figure out business more. I knew that there was more for me to understand about how everything worked and slowly started jumping into doing more branding. So at first it was like, oh, I have uh, like, I have a menu that I have to design. Cool, I would do that. But then all of that started, started morphing into me doing branding, which was logo identity, brand identity, web design, web development, all the assets. And then over time, that evolved into me doing it exclusively for online coaches, consultants, and experts. And obviously, as I started learning more about my business, there's a piece of this that I didn't say. I am from Venezuela. I came to the U.S. in 2015, did not have an intention of staying here. I was like, I'll be there for a few months, but my country went crazy at that time. And we decided to stay legally just in case anybody's asking. Um, just, just full disclosure, everything is legal for everybody wondering. Okay, good, good, exactly. And um, so I was like, oh, holy shit, I need to, can I swear here? Yeah, oh good. yeah, we have an explicit label on every episode. Okay, good, good, good. I swear a lot in Spanish, a lot more in Spanish than in English, but I need to get better at swearing in English. Anyways, we decided to stay and I was like, okay, I need to figure out how I'm going to, I'm going to make money. Started learning marketing, digital marketing, all of the things. Cause back in Venezuela, everything was referral based. So obviously that didn't work as much here. And now I'm an online business coach, brand strategist, working at basically exclusively for online coaches, consultants, and experts and helping them build premium brands. So that was like a sum up of everything, but that's how it all went. It's like, a it's like a biography in like 90 seconds. It was, it was really, really good. <laughs> what do you love so much about 
like a high ticket stuff of like helping people with their brand and their messaging and their strategy. Like we were talking a little bit before, mm -hmm. but like, I find that, you know, even though like we make good money and we love what we do, there's a passion in a part of it that like is so fun. Like what lights you up so much about doing what you do? I'm excessively passionate about what I do. And you can tell just by watching me on video in a second and talking about it. I just like having people realize what it is that they actually do. And I know that that sounds simple, but I feel, I mean, not simple, but I feel like people for the most part think that they know what they do, but they don't really. And helping you really figure out the actual value that you bring to the world and to your clients and to other people, it changes how you see yourself as well. And at the end of the day, it changes it's like a self-worth play is what I feel like now. Oh, oh, this is what I actually do. I didn't realize that. And now I value myself more, which I know that we shouldn't be looking for this kind of external validation, but it really does help internally to understand like, oh, this is how I can bring value to others. So that is what I'm passionate about. Helping people see their own value, like really realize what it is that they do and why that matters for others. Yeah, I think I, I think no matter which way we slice and dice it, it, it's a it's a part of humanity and biology to have yeah. that. And so what I love is that basically, like for me, what it feels like we were talking a little bit before is like I've always felt it's like a little bit of dissonance between like what I do, how I do it and what happens in person or in an experience versus when I'm reflecting on it and trying to strategize mm -hmm. how I share that and how I do it. And so. I think you have a superpower, right? Because like for me, like people like you give me a lot of confidence and belief in myself because there's this neutral third party reflecting back like the results that were coming into the world. And so I, I absolutely love it. So whatever it is you do, don't stop doing it. Keep doing it. I won't. <laughs> but I, I want to dive into this self-worth thing a little bit because... You know, I see what you do for people. By the way, if you want to see what testimonials look like, just go to Fabi's website and read any page. And I mean any page. They are riddled with testimonials about everything that you can imagine. I literally have in my to-do list that I need to update testimonials because I haven't added new ones for like a year. So what you see there, there's a year worth of stuff that I haven't added. <laughs> like I feel mildly insecure about what I do That's interviewing you. Like, I'm not joking. Like, I'm a little bit insecure. I was like, do I even have a testimonial folder? I'm like, I should probably screenshot those things. You should, that I, have, you I should probably read them more. You probably have them, but you don't do that. Like, you don't turn it into a habit and you should. I call I it a sunshine folder. Like, every time I get a message or anything, I screenshot it and I have a folder on my phone with it. And it's like, anytime I feel bad, I'm like, let me check in my folder and look at, no, yeah, I'm actually good. No, that's not imposter syndrome. It's just a lot. <laughs> I love that sunshine folder. One of the things we do at, at our events, some of them, not all of them, but one of the things is at the end of the event, like the last day, uh, people have done a lot of work together, typically like the deep masterminds and stuff. And so at the end, I give everybody like five cards and I assign them and they each have to write a rainy day letter. Mm to those five people and we seal them and we're like, you cannot open these. Like you cannot open them. You are only allowed to open them on a rainy day and you don't get to open all. We got to pick one. You got to believe it. You got to read it. You can pin it and then you go. So I love that idea. That's actually I love that idea. So would you say that one of the biggest challenges that you see your clients facing around like this branding and this messaging and this marketing is that 
because of that lack of really understanding their gift that comes into the world, that there's some inconsistency and incongruency in their messaging? Or where do you see, where do you see it play out? And like, what does it affect? And then how do you adjust that so it can be effective? Well, I feel like it's a few things, right? The first thing that I notice is that ironically, the people that tend to have the most um, credentials are the ones that have the biggest imposter syndrome. I've had people with PhDs, right? There you go. And they're like, but I'm stuck. Like, I'm really bad at what I do. Like, are you Are you kidding? So what happens is that, that like, your question, there's a lot of pieces to it. On yeah, one we end, can break it down. Yeah. On one end, it's you not really understanding the value because, I mean, obviously, we see things from our perspective. We don't understand it necessarily what the client is. And we, we can, but we're not the client. So it's like, how do I really understand what this person is experiencing? Um, and then on the other end, it's if I don't really understand what my client is experiencing, how do I communicate what I'm delivering to them or how I'm showing up? And therefore your message gets affected. But I feel like the biggest thing that affects messaging is the fact that people don't really um, you know, they see what other people are doing and they're like, oh, okay. If the market is saying that this is what I'm supposed to say, well, then let me say that. So you end up blending it too much with what everybody's saying. And it's like, how do I show up my value if, or, or explain what I do when there's so many people talking at the same time? Everybody's saying the same thing. How do I get people to understand that I'm different or that I can help them? And yeah, so that's a whole other topic. We'll go into it, but. I'll let you ask. I'll I'll open that up. So I want to summarize what you just said. I I think one of the big things, and I want you to harp on this a little bit. Mm -hmm. You said something along the lines of like delivering the messaging really requires, and I'm summarizing, a level of empathy for the receiving end. I like that. Yeah. Apparently I said that. Yeah, I like that. A hundred percent. You have to understand, because I feel like people complicate things so much in terms of what the result is or what I do. And you're trying to flower it up or add these things. And, and it's like, go to the basics. What is, what is your client, what does your client want? What does your audience want? How do I simplify that? And obviously, yes, you have to look at what they're like, empathize with their situation and what they really desire in their lives. And how do I communicate to that? I like that. I'm t- I'm literally like writing notes over here because I'm like, oh my God, like this is really, really good. And when you say get overcomplicated, like is that what you mean? And I'm like, we're going to give you this 37th thing and then these four things that you're going to have by here that's going to give you boom, 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 boom. And it's like this compensation for the after state due to a lack of confidence in the basics. Yes, 100%. I mean, okay. you can give somebody a lot of steps but I feel that you don't like, it, it's all about simplifying what is the outcome at the end of the day. So I'll give you an example. In my business, what I tell people that I do is that I help coaches position themselves as premium brands that attract. And I talk about magnetic marketing. And I talk about generating at least one high ticket sale per week. Um, and that is the simple, like position yourself as a premium brand that attracts, right? That is like the simple thing. But if you were to look at, I literally did a checklist this week for my clients of like all the things that we do together, together, it's insanity. There's a lot of things included. 
But all of the things that I do, whether we're talking about messaging or looking at how to position your offer, or we're looking at building your website for my one-on-one clients, or we're looking at marketing, all of those things, at the end of the day, if I were to pull them and only do one, they solve the problem of position yourself as a premium brand that attracts, right? Like that's at the core. So you can still simplify and have a lot of things included in that, but think about, okay, what is the ultimate outcome? What does my client really want? Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I, I love this because this is so powerful and something that um, I don't think is talked about enough because what, what you're really talking about, analogy that I use for people is that you can fill as many tools in the toolbox as you want, but if you don't work on the person who utilizes those tools, yeah, it doesn't matter how many hammers or screwdrivers you have, but also there's a lot of intricacies that become distractions or create reactants before you get there because of the overwhelming nature, right? Like if we told somebody like for me, right, I'll give everybody an example for me as I hear what Fabi's saying, because I understand this most of the time, my high ticket clients that pay me an absorbent amount of money pay me for the fact that I make customer journey sound simple. Like they're like, we've been trying to figure this out for 10 years and you're telling me you can do this in a day. And I'm like, I can do it in like an hour. And they're like, I'm in, right? But if I was to whip out everything before state, after state, empathy, research, zero point data, positioning, seeding, all of the things that are required to make it happen, they're like, no way we can't do that. Exactly. Well, I, I simplify it in one way. I, what I do is I talk about a framework that I created that I called it the brand strategy pyramid framework. And essentially what I do is three core things. The first one is building your brand foundation, your messaging foundation, positioning your, like yourself as a premium brand. The second thing is essentially positioning your offer as a solution that your clients need. And then the third thing is building a magnetic customer journey. So those are three things. Those are my three results, three outcomes, three pillars, whatever you want to call it. But within that, there's so much more. But like you were saying, if I went deep into explaining everything that's included in that, people would be like, no. So you need to simplify. At the core, you need to simplify. What is it that you actually do? Let's keep it simple. <laughs> and when you, when you say that, like we'll hear, we'll hear all these competing things, right? Like my buddy, Clay Bear, uh, he's known for what he calls the perfect intro, right? He loves saying like elevator pitches are bullshit because when was the last time you actually pitch your business in an elevator? That's and true. he's like, what? You verbally vomit on somebody for 60 seconds and you wonder why they're not interested. True. And, yeah. and so he teaches this concept to where basically if you can't say it in a sentence, you don't know what it is. And if that sentence doesn't create an invitation for another conversation or an exploration, <laughs> then you're having a one-sided dictatorship and you don't know your market, right? So like one of the ones that I use is like, I help entrepreneurs ethically scale, oh, right? It's cool. And I love that one, right? Because in my brain, just like your brain, that could mean 782 million different things. Right. Well, there is a positive and a negative to that, right? For because, sure. Because yes, it could mean a lot of things, but then also how do I know that what you have is what I need? Well, and that's the whole point of his. And I want to ask you about this for you and your way. So Clay, and I love him to pieces. And, and basically the whole point is like when you use that, Basically, you're taking a conversation, you're splitting it up into a consent-based conversation. So it's like, Fabi, you're like, George, like, what do you do? And I was like, well, it's kind of hard to answer that question without me knowing what you do. And so it's, it's like when somebody hands Jordan Belfort and says, like, sell me the pen. And he's like, but what if you don't need a pen? This is dumb, right? Like and so typically, 
the way that I do it, right? Because every barista in this valley, including every Uber driver and hotel person listens to my podcast because they've had the unfortunate pleasure of meeting me <laughs> one too many times, right? And so it's like- Fortunate, not- Yeah, and so when you're like, hey, George, what do you do? I'm like, oh, well, I help entrepreneurs ethically scale. And you're like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, are you an entrepreneur? You're like, I'm like, tell me about your business. And then you start, and then I was like, what's a big challenge? And then boom, and then all of a sudden I'm like, well, Fabi, what I mean by that, when I say I help entrepreneurs at these scales, like for you, it means designing a customer journey that creates results, retention, and referrals that's automated so you can spend more time with your family, breastfeed your nine-month-old without having to be on sales calls, and then you're like, I'm it, right? And so I love the simplicity of it, but even in the framework of like your pyramid, the foundation is making sure that you know what that is, exactly, and then you can bring people in. So around the messaging thing for you, I think one of the biggest things that I see so often is people flip-flop on their messaging like they change their underwear, right? They're like- Their Instagram bio every week, right? Their Instagram bio every week, the what they do, the how they do it. And it's like, okay, here's my message. And like you said earlier, you said how most of the time we'll see a lot of people with the market dictating their messaging. Exactly. And so it gets lost in the shuffle. And so then- They'll pick a message like, this is what I do until it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't not work because it wasn't there, right? So what do you think are like some of the biggest mistakes people make when it comes to like their messaging and things like that? Because from the day that I met you, it hasn't changed at all. It like, it changed, is, but it has evolved. It's deep no, it's deep Exactly, in. exactly. Yeah. yeah, like in my experience, what's happened is that like it's actually refined itself to be even more powerful with simplicity, but the whole paradigm has been the same since day one. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like the biggest thing for you, the biggest mistake for sure is not really understanding who your audience is. And the thing with this is that people like think that they know, right? Well, I'll give you my own example because I think it's going to be clear with that. For years, I used to say, I help entrepreneurs build brands that, brand that attract or something like that, right? I've always said brands that attract. It's always been part of my thing. And what happened is that when I started creating content, putting ads or, or like writing ads or putting content on social media or whatever, it brought in entrepreneurs. So great, except that's not who I wanted as clients. I wanted high ticket coaches who wanted to bring in high end clients to their business. So when I changed it to, I help coaches, consultants, and experts position themselves as premium brands that attract high-end clients. I didn't say that before. High-end clients into their business every single week. Well, that is much more specific. But then there's another level to that because, okay, obviously my conversions went up when I tweaked that. But what happens is that within coaches and consultants and experts that are selling high ticket. There's also a very big difference, and here's where the Ursula is going to come in, between the people that are ready to buy and those that aren't. There's a, because oftentimes we think, okay, my audience is, let's say in my case, any coach, any coach who wants to sell a high ticket. That's not true. That's not my audience. My audience is every coach that wants to build a high ticket business, that wants to generate more sales, that is ready to invest in making that happen. If you are like, yes, I want to build a high ticket business, but I am going to do it myself and I have zero intention of investing, that's not my client. So what I talk about is the Ursula, um, which is a concept that just one of those things that came up. It's a reference to the Little Mermaid. If yeah, I got you. Remember, right? 
the song that Ursula sings is the poor and fortunate souls. So what tends to happen with people when they're creating content and they're doing their messaging is that they're speaking to the Ursula. They're speaking to the poor and fortunate soul. They're speaking to the person who is so much in pain that has this horrible problem because that's what everybody teaches, right? In terms of marketing, go talk to the pain, go speak to the people that are like, their fun, their business is about to go, like they're about to go out of business. And because those are the people that have the problem of the pain, but will they have the cash to pay you? I don't know. So that like really understanding your audience and not speaking to the Ursula. That's so funny because I get DMs now all the time. Like, Fabi, I'm not an Ursula. It's so funny. <laughs> um, but not speaking to the Ursula and instead speaking to the person who is solution aware, ready to invest, ready to jump in, taking action, already taking action. Not even like I'm thinking, no, I'm already doing things. And obviously it's clear as I'm saying this example of, of like my, in my business, right? But if you are um, a health coach or relationship, you're not, so I'll give you actually an example for one of my clients. I, working, I was working with a client who is a relationship coach, working with couples and her messaging used to have things like um, your, I don't remember the exact words, but things like your spouse isn't like, really committed to making your marriage work and you feel super frustrated and want to make things work and but whatever right so you're speaking to somebody who is admittedly the other end of the of your client is not going to work for it they're never going to be the right client so you're going to struggle with overcoming objections and getting them to pay and all of these different things because you're speaking to somebody who already you're telling them well your spouse isn't committed to make your mar marriage work right so it's about okay speaking to the people who are ready and that comes from you really understanding okay who is my audience because it's not just i want to work with somebody who's coachable well what the hell does coachable mean what does that mean right so anyways i could talk hours no i i'm gonna i'm gonna keep pulling this out of you because this is incredible um when you say that though i'm gonna ask you a specific when you say understand your audience like what are some of the best ways you go about getting that like zero point data? Like, so it's yeah. not skewed. It's not from the perspective of like, I know, or I think I know, mm -hmm. but like, how do you collect that data, even for you or your clients to make sure that you know that avatar or you understand what you're speaking to? Right. Well, okay. So there's a lot of different things that you can do for that. Right. And it's going to depend on the, on the nature of your business. If you are somebody who's selling something that you have solved for yourself in the past, you're going to be the best case study possible. So meaning if I, as a business coach, um, a few years ago when I was starting my business, I was probably sort of my ideal client. So I can come back and look at, okay, what did I experience? What did I go through and use those as case studies? But then I have an example, for example, for example, uh, a client that I'm working with right now, who is a weight loss coach for men in their 40s who um, who have, how do I say this? Um, probably the bedroom because yeah. of the weight, right? Yeah, they have so, erectile dysfunction. Exactly. Yeah, because of the weight, yeah. Okay, so, um, and this is a guy who literally was a stripper for years and he's like this really, you know, good looking guy. He's in shape. Obviously he probably has never ha been overweight. So, okay, how do you even understand these things? So you go first, like, to your existing clients and asking them more about their situation. Sales calls are the best place to get um, 
you know, stuff from, you know, pull things out from your clients, looking into Facebook groups, looking at what people are talking in Instagram, looking at TikTok is probably such a good place to listen to the problems that your audience is experiencing. So you really want to dive deep into the problem. But again, we don't want to focus. I mean, we, we need to understand the problem, but we also need to speak to the person who is solution aware, not only problem aware, but the ones who are actively looking for solutions. Because yes. those are the ones that are going to be able and willing to make an investment in solving the problem. Well, yeah. And there's a, and I want to speak to this. I want to add some to this because this is incredible for everybody listening. You have to be able to identify their problem. So they're like, they get me. They understand right. this is where I am. And then there's a very fine line. And it is a fine line between exacerbating and harping on the pain or shifting from that's how it is. And this is how it can be. Exactly. But if you're not careful, you will create codependent, very disgusting and very unhealthy relationships in the business. And this is where I find in most companies or clients, my high end clients, we reduce customer service and problems and refunds by going to the front end mm -hmm. and managing expectations. And rather than thinking that every single person who pays attention to you is a client, exactly. it's a, I'm glad you paid attention. Is this the right fit right now? Or is there something we can give you or a place that you can go that we can help so that you can be a little bit more solution oriented? So I love that. I think it's a lack mentality, what ends up happening For sure. with big businesses. Listen, I've, I've been in programs where they're making like a million dollars per month and they're enrolling people that I'm like, this person should not have been enrolled. And yep. you have a lot of money, you're doing great. You didn't have a need to enroll this person because they're not the right fit. And listen, I can admit that when I was starting, I would take on anybody. I feel like it's this mentality. And, and I feel like sometimes even I have conversations with my dad about this. He sent me a quote unquote client of, of like a year ago, one of his good friends who has this wine business and they wanted to rebuy it. I was like, awesome. I'm sorry, I can't take you on as a client, but my, and my dad's like, but why not? Don't you, can't you build their brand and website and all that? I'm like, yes, but they need to go hire somebody who's a specialist in products and can help them with that. I, that's not my area. I can't take this. They're not, I like, even if they're like here, take three times what I could, that, what I usually charge. It's not about that. It's about me being an in integrity. So yeah, the core of it is you're taking, because you're so open with your clients and saying, well, I help just coach it, any coach, right? Or I help any woman or men or entrepreneur or whatever. Well, then that means that you might take on clients that are not really the right fit, that are not really people that you can help. And therefore, obviously your messaging becomes so all over the place because you're speaking to anybody. And what happens is people believe like, well, I don't want to go specific because I'll leave people out. And it's actually the total opposite because if I, Again, example, last week, I think I put out a post on Facebook um, talking about changes that are going on right now on Facebook ads and how um, Facebook ads, they removed interest, a lot of the interest. So now you, for you to do targeting, it's going to be much more complicated. And this is very specific for people that are running ads. So if you're not running ads, you would like, this isn't for you. But you would think, well, that's leaving people out. But the post had so many comments and so many people DMing me like, oh my God, what do I need to do? I need... So instead of me saying, oh, I'm leaving people out, now I'm bringing people in. 
So he talked about the White House, right? Mm -hmm. The White House, now I'm bringing them in. Now they're looking at like, ooh, this is the specific problem that I have and I need to find a way to solve it. You're talking to me, not somebody else. So yeah, I and I want to I want to and I love this. I one of the things when I talk, I like restructuring in my own brain because I remember I totally agree. Um, I think one of the things that I see is I see a lot of people because we see, <laughs> we see the toxicity in our industry, right? We see the people that prey on that everybody, the broken, the opportunity, right? And like that victim mentality. But one of the ways in which they do it is they love gaslighting people. They like to tell them to niche down further and go even further, right? And then I watch people niche down to like, they limit themselves to one person out of a million. And obviously there's a limit to all of it. No, a, th a thousand percent, a thousand percent. And so the reason that I use a lighthouse analogy and what I teach and what I love is that you have to know what it is that you do. Just like you said, I help. High ticket coaches do blank, 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 nailed it. And that's the core of what we do because that's what gets the gas moving, the car going, the wheels going, getting the momentum. But then this other concept that I teach is I call it the four paths to the pier. Because like you said, there's a lot of people mm -hmm. that might see that post. If they're not running Facebook ads, it doesn't apply to them. But six months from now, they might start running Facebook ads. Right. So they know and have an association with you. So they are not a good fit right now, but they might live in this ecosystem. So when the time is right and they raise their hand. Right. But one thing to add to that, though, is that that doesn't mean that every single post that I'm putting out there is about Facebook ad. It no. was a post. And what coming back to like the beginning of the conversation, what we need to understand is that messaging is part of a big ecosystem. It's not yeah. just one post. It's the collection of all of these things that I'm putting out there. And how they're always speaking to an audience um, that within, like there might be in slightly different places. The great majority of my clients, if not to say almost all of them are not running ads, but I'm speaking to an audience who is because they still fall within my group. And because it, it, it it's, it's a problem I know exists and I'm talking to something that's going on right now that I know that I can help you solve right now. It's the ecosystem of all of it, all the different pieces, the landing page, the emails, the Facebook group, the ads, this, that, all of it is all like compounding to the core problem, which for me is helping you position yourself as a premium brand. I love it. And that's the best summary because what, what I think is so powerful, what you just said, it's the ecosystem, mm -hmm. right? It's not the, these three Facebook posts this week. But then I'm going to pretend that you didn't see my website or listen to my podcast or come whatever. And that's where yeah. this consistency and congruency comes in to where, and I would love your opinion on this. Like I tell everybody, you don't have to be everywhere, but where you are, you have to choose to be there. Yes. I right? like I'm from that too. Cause this is funny. I've been trying to focus a lot on TikTok this year. Yep. I'm, I'm doing okay. I've thought I'd I'm like your Adele choreography with the baby behind you. Like you right, 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 right. I, uh, I thought I was for sure thinking I was going to go viral in like a week. Obviously I did it. It's much, <laughs> but I've spent um, like a few weeks where I was uploading three TikToks per day and um, my energy was there and I was, it was slowly growing. I've had to refocus recently because I've been very busy. But um, anyways, my point is there was a week where in particular where I was sharing three posts per day 
but I was so busy. I couldn't, like my energy wasn't in there. I was just like, I had recorded it. I had the draft upload and leave and my views were so low. And like, what is this? My energy wasn't in there. I mean, and that's a whole other topic, but I, you know, I was uploading, but I wasn't really showing up. What yeah. a difference that makes. <laughs> oh, I, I tell people like, luckily, like I was born to be a video guy. But even some of the people that I know that crush on TikTok or some of my big influencer friends that have a couple million people on Instagram, I can't be on that much. Like I can't be up and no. on that level. I do it on Facebook, but I have my systems. It's, I'm like, it looks like it's a lot and it is, but it's not that much. <laughs> no. And I, I think it hits a very, very important point because the point of mine is like, I, I see this current paradigm exists. Like I have to be everywhere. You're going to miss the boat. I'm like, if you go somewhere with half effort, you're going to drown anyways. I'd rather you put all the effort into the boat that you're on. And what you're saying is so huge, but I actually want to go back about seven minutes. Okay. Okay. Because you brushed over one of the most important and powerful things that you said, and you said it so fast. <laughs> what did I say? And you said it was about you being an in integrity. Yes. And I have to stop you because you are a woman and a leader and an entrepreneur of integrity. And it's the reason that we connect. And it's what I love about what you do is that you don't have an agenda mm -mm. to close on a call. You have an agenda to connect on a call. Right. Well, this is actually, I kind of learned it from you a little bit, right? Huh? Um, so this is kind of the back story to this. For the first five years of my business, I used to do a very traditional sales process, like get people to a webinar, send a whole bunch of emails, invite them to book a call. And the call was basically a sales call. And it worked. Like I got a lot of clients from it. It worked great. And, and mind you, I haven't done a sales call since 2018. I have a sales team that does them. Thank God, because it was just a lot of energy from me. Except when they're in Spanish, because I do my, my business is bilingual. So I need to train. I need to have a salesperson in Spanish. <laughs> Anyways, um, last year, I felt... Like I was over it. I was over that. And I, it's so funny because I have a post written for next week about this. I write my content for the week, like a week before. So yeah. um, I just feel like there's something that has changed in the world. I wouldn't even say the industry. I feel like the world and this very toxic masculine energy of push and let me get you in and let me, oh, if you join and like, if you pay now, you're going to get a, a, like a, a hundred thousand dollar discount. It's that craziness. People are over it. Yep. And I started getting this sensation of, I need to be more present. I need to be more present in my business. Yes. Great. Having funnels and automations and all of that, but I need more connection. So about a year ago, we started shifting to how do I give more value? And listen, if you've been around in my business, I've always given a lot of value. Like I'm very much into giving value, but I was like, I need to, I need to build more connection in a different way. So we shifted from the hour long sales call to a 15 minute audit is what we call it. I don't, in hindsight, I don't love the word brand audit. Like I don't love the word audit, but it is what it is. It's like, it, it serves a point. So what we do now is when we hop on calls with people, it's not a sales call. We don't sell on the call, but instead we, we look at your messaging and we tell you, okay, this right here is speaking to the Ursula. Now you guys know what the Ursula is. 
But this right here is doing this. Like you need to tweak this to be able to attract better people. So we're giving people, like we're giving you results before you've even hired us. And then at the end of the call, if you're like, okay, like, can you tell me how to do this? We'll do a separate call if we feel it's the right fit. And we'll talk about working with me and all of that. But, you know, it's like, we've had people that hop on the call. They're like, great, let me go implement. And that's it. And that's fine. And, and it's not a script. We're not following a script or a template or a guy. No, we literally, my team literally takes the time and they analyze and they prepare this document for people and they look through everything and it's very in-depth and people are blown away by it. And they're like, what is this? Like, what are you, what are you doing? You're actually giving me value for free and personalized value. So we completely eliminated sales calls from that. Right now it's basically an enrollment call. So we have the, the short audit call and if the person is the right fit and if we feel like like if there's a match we'll invite them on the second call but then we'll send them information about the program before so it's like everybody knows what's happening there's no trick there's no lie it's so obviously our conversions are insanely high we went from like a 30 percent conversion to a 60 to 70 percent conversion on the sales call so almost everybody's enrolling and if they're not enrolling immediately They'll come back a couple of months later and be like, okay, now I'm ready to enroll. So it's just a very different process. Um, but it's all, it just feels with more, it feels like so much integrity behind it because I'm delivering value and an actual connection and just being there for people for real and not just like join. <laughs> My nerdy little heart is just so happy right now. Like this is what yeah. <laughs> if everyone's like, George, what do you do? I'm like, I help people do that. That's yeah. what I do. That's yeah. what it is. No, I, I love it. But I wanted to acknowledge you for that as well, because, you know, you talk about lack or I call it scarcity or things like this. I, I Wait, think I, I, I'm going to pause you. You know why I don't say scarcity? Because I what? always get it wrong. and I always say scarcity. So I, scarcity, I, don't know how to, <laughs> I love it. So it's a light. I love it. I love it. Even though I would, lo I would love the human element of you saying scarcity and being like, that was incredible. <laughs> Sorry. Totally. I can't even say hola, right? So I was like, the only way it sounds good if I'm like, when you do it, you're like, hola, hola, hola. I'm like, I can do that. Because there's no Every time we say scarcity, I'm like, is it scare or is it scar? I don't, I never remember. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just say it back. Sorry. I feel like, I feel like, you're saying like about outside of Chinese, the English language is the most difficult thing that makes no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> I speak it and that's the only thing I speak. And then when people tell me they're trying to learn it, I'm like, that doesn't really make sense. I can't answer your question. I don't know what to tell you. Nope. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> complete, complete tangent, which I love. Um, but when, when you say that, like one of the things that I think, like when I, when I go into customer journey for people, right? Like when I get into even what you do and I mean, I love what you do, but when I, when I get into messaging, when I get into customer journey, when I get into avatar, the number one secret, everybody listening, here's the number one secret. The first thing I do is I increase the time domain, right? I go from immediate to sometime in the next year, sometime in the next five years, right? Because there's this in this whole thing, and you're right, the toxic masculinity. I did an entire podcast of how the industry has changed in the last year right? and the world based on the forced scarcity and disconnection. So people are screaming and craving connection because their discernment is now through the roof, right? It doesn't pass the sniff test anymore. Mm -hmm. And they're also not willing to ignore it because they have an increased uh, ability to want to connect because everybody's so disconnected right now. And so you're seeing it across the board. But like the thing that I think the summary underneath this 
And you did it, right? It's like, we've been in those rooms where the value stacks like make me nauseous. And I'm like, this is just fucking lying. That's all this is. Like, you might as well just quit and go be a politician at this point. Like, no. Well, and it, 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 it yeah, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you rant. I love it. I know. I'm just going to poke a few holes in you. So you go and you go all the way. Okay. And I see that. And it's like this immediate, this now, 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 now. 10 out of 10 times, every single company that I help scale, every single scaled company only scales on the quality of the relationships on the back end. Mm, I like that. And every single company that I see struggle, they get to six figures, seven figures, mid seven figures, they all hit the same plateau. And the plateau is the same. Nobody's converting anymore and nobody's coming in. And I was like, oh, what's happening out the back? They're like, they're all leaving. And I was like, because when you transact with somebody on the front, you can't transform them on the back. Like and because mm -hmm. you're so focused on the close, you missed the opportunity to where I wanted to call you out on this in the best way possible. When you have that and you get on that call and you say, hey, I'm not the best fit for this or go do this or just put this into practice. You're actually 10 to 20 X in your LTV, but not just in money, in attention, in word of mouth referral and testimonial and energy and all of it. And so I tell everybody the number one secret to building a world-class customer journey that will literally rocket ship your business is to don't look at a relationship in a day. Ask yourself, where is the touch point in this ecosystem of a year? Because that eliminates the lack. And so like when we get on the call, I'm like, Fabi, I don't want to sell you anything. I think you're dope. I want to be connected. I want to watch what you do. And now I reference your shit to my team. And then I'm like, hey, will you come on the podcast? You know, and, and it all naturally evolves to where like you'll encourage and engage me on my posts, I'll see yours. We have mutual friends and no matter what, it's this big ecosystem. And so I just wanted to acknowledge you publicly and from a big fucking kudos to like keep doing it because it's incredible. And it really is the quote unquote secret that like guarantees. Yeah, a hundred percent. Thank you. I, You're welcome. I, feel no, like... I love how fast you just want to go again. Like, there's a reason for it. Literally yesterday, I was talking to somebody who told me that they are more than six figures in debt from working with one company, like one coaching company that keeps on upselling them into different things and different versions and different programs. And they, they haven't gotten a result. And I obviously wrote a post about it because I was like, I wanted to kill like both that person. Like, why would you keep on going to the other company? But okay. the point around it is like, there has to be integrity in the way that you're doing things, right? How can you keep on selling to somebody and be like, no, the issue is mindset. Let me sell you this mindset program. That's a $20,000 brand. No, they should. And you keep on selling when you're like, wait a minute, maybe this person needs something more. And you know, um, I've had people that have joined my program in the past that like I, I had a client that came in, for example, last year who was like, I'm going to work on DoorDash and make the money to pay your program. Okay, fine. Like I 100% go for it. But what I don't feel an integrity in doing is being like, who can you sell? <laughs> what can you sell right now? Like, how do I put you in financial hardship? so that you can join, so I can save you. What? Like, no, no. You know what I mean? Like, no, no. Yeah, that's the toxic masculinity that's permeated. I was at an event and anybody who was there will know. I watched one of the guys giving a talk 
who was invited to give the talk, sell and then convince a kid to max out three credit cards and borrow money to join a program in one of the biggest internet marketing conferences of the year and everybody celebrated and I got nauseous and had to leave. It's crazy. And I found the kid at the end of the day and I said, I don't think you should do this. If I can help you in any way, I won't charge you a dollar. I will give you me, my team and anything, but don't do this. And he charged his cards back, but I watched in front of 3000 people him get put on the spot and they're like, well, do you not care? Do you not want results in your life? Where else are you quitting pussy? Crazy. And literally celebrated. And it like, it. I get, Fabi, I get two to three of those a week, by the way, like a week. I was just in Ohio and I went to see somebody over six and a half, I mean like multiple six figures in debt, in investments, promising this, paid for, done for you. A year later, oh, we need more to finish. We need more to finish. Like it's like Ponzi schemes. It's and yeah, it, it blows my mind about the complacency of people to believe it. But I also understand how trauma works in the human body and how that thing is. It's the complicitness that kills me more than anything. Like you said it. It's like you're making a million fucking dollars a month and you really think maxing out their credit card when they have a three-year-old is the smartest thing that you can do for them and you can sleep at night. Like, are you kidding me? Oh, I'm. No. I I would dedicate an entire podcast to my anger management about the shit that I hear. <laughs> no, yeah, that's why I was like, but because I literally had that conversation yesterday and I was like, <sighs> what are you doing? Are you, why? And still convinced. I'm still working on art. I'll, I'm getting it too. And I'm like, but don't you think maybe you need to stop working with these people and do something else? But anyway, that's a whole other no, no and we, we might have to do a whole show on that but we might have to do a facebook live on that one we'll go live on yeah. this one but like well the, the part that i see too is like i get pissed off about this too because more than ever this last year i've never seen more gaslighting in coaching programs than i've ever seen in my life like literally like apparently the person who runs it is absolved from everything it is a god and exactly. everything they do works and if it doesn't work for you fabi it's on you you need to work your mindset you need to push more of your mindset, right? You know, your relationship. Because of that last year, we had, we added a make it back guarantee for my program. Yep. So it's like, okay, I'll work with you. I'll coach you until we make sure that you've made it back. Cause I feel like there needs to be accountability on the end of the coach. And, and the result is not only going to be obviously mindset and personal development are so important because like I tell people all the time, my clients. I can give you everything on that silver platter, like everything. I'm, I'm building your website and writing your messaging. We're, we're building the coach, like the webinar, the strategy, all like everything. But if you're not putting the stuff, if you're not taking action, if you're not going out there and getting clients and it's because you're sabotaging yourself. Okay. Obviously I can't do magic, yeah. but also the messaging needs to be there, right? Like if you are using the wrong words and the wrong thing, no marketing strategy is going to work. Like, I don't care if you go to like copy and paste somebody's exact funnel, it's not going to work. Like if it's not the right words, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. And actually that leads into a question that I wanted to ask you. And so you talk about magnetic marketing, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a two part question. Number one is how do you define magnetic marketing? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then number two, what makes marketing magnetic in your opinion? Okay. So the first piece is what we asked the first one. Yeah. Okay. Like what is magnetic marketing? Well, to me, it's about attraction. It's about attracting the people, but not even attracting. It's about getting people who feel like 
they need to have it, right? Like becoming irresistible in the content that you're putting out there so that people are like almost like saving your, um, getting notified, wanting to turn on notifications to see yes. what the person is posting. Cause you're like, this is so good. This is speaking to me. Oh, I get it. I understand it. You're, you're connecting with them on a deeper level. So that is what I feel it is. What was the second question? And the second part is what's like the number one secret that makes it magnetic. Okay. So I feel like we touched upon it before. That's there's two pieces to it, right? The first piece is about understanding your audience and really getting who they are so that the content that you're creating is speaking to them. And then the second thing, here's another name I've created. So the first one we talked not about the Ursula. The second yeah. one is the Sally is what I called it. The Sally. I, I love this. Like, this is so good. I love this. And the Sally is referencing when Harry met Sally. Famous scene. I'll have what she's having, right? So you want to become the Sally in your content. And that means is you're putting up content in a way that people are like, I don't know what the heck is going on with George, but I want that. Like, I don't, I don't even need the details on what he's selling. I'm, that's what I want. I want that. And again, this works for you. Doesn't matter what type of program you have. Doesn't matter if you're coaching, if you're consulting, if you are doing health or wealth or um, relationship or personal development, whatever it is. It's, it's generating this, this feeling of, I don't even know what's going on, but I want it. Does that make sense? I call it the Sally. You want to create. I love this. Yeah. I'm going to have to start naming things in my business. Like I'm, I'm, I'm big on the name. Because what happens is that people start calling themselves that, which is really awful. Like I, I finally, I did a post when I was the Sally and look, I, I had a client that did that last week and she got like four people reaching out to her and she was like, I was the Sally. I'm like, can I, can I ask you about the client without specific? Yeah. What takes a piece of content from just a share to being the Sally? Is it authenticity? Is it vulnerability? Is it clarity? Is it confidence in the message? Is it the energy like a TikTok? Like all of it. It it's is all of it. It's, I would say again, the, okay. A few, I've said, okay, ugh, okay, a lot of things. No, no I, I would, I'd like whip out a whiteboard to take notes for you. I it's love clarity it. for sure. It's certainty. This is why understanding the outcome that you deliver is important because if you don't understand the outcome, your confidence is going to show up in that same way. Another example, work with a weight loss coach um, a couple of years ago. She thought she was a weight loss coach. But she had a lot of people going through her program that weren't necessarily losing that much weight. Yet her plans were like, I'm obsessed. Like, this has been the biggest transformation of my life. So she was obviously, if you're promoting and selling yourself as a weight loss coach and getting clients who are not necessarily losing that much weight, there's going to be a lack of confidence in the message and how you're showing up. So when mm -hmm. we dug deeper, we realized that what was happening wasn't necessarily about losing weight, but about transforming the way that you relate to food and to how you relate to your body mm -hmm. and then that she could feel confident in. So if she started creating content about, okay, I'm helping you transform the way that you relate to your body. Well, I'm showing up in a very confident energy, right? Yep. And then the next piece of that. So clarity in your message, clarity in your audience, for sure. Confidence in yourself, certainty in certainty. I, I say con clarity, confidence, conviction, clarity, or I said clarity already. Um, certainty, all the C's, but then also embodiment is a big one. So it's 
becoming the embodiment of the results that you deliver. Because at the end of the day, right? Say it again. Yep. Becoming the embodiment of the result that you deliver. To me, that is the core. That is what being magnetic is all about. Because, you know, people, when we think about audience, oftentimes we talk about who your ideal audience is, what the problem is, what they're experiencing, what's the pain point, what's the situation, what's the symptoms, and there are all these things. But then on the flip side is, who do they want to become? What do they want to, who do they want to be? What do they want to have? And if you can show up as that person, that is what gets people to be like, I want that. Like, I don't even need the details. I just want more of that. Like, and as, and you, as, as long as you're showing up in that energy, that's all you need. So you were saying like, I wish I had all these testimonials. You don't even need testimonials if you're showing up as the embodiment. I, I just like, here, here's the thing. I have a folder full of them and I lose them all the time. And then for me, like part of my trauma and my wound, right? Like my core wound is I'm not good enough. And so I keep them on my phone so I can confront it as it rewrites this paradigm and this story for me. But like, I love it. But you know, it's funny is I'll give you an example. You know, our event's coming up in a couple of weeks, depending on when you listen to this podcast for mm-hmm. two weeks. And um, I just jumped on a live last night uh, on Instagram real quick, did a live. And I was like, my, my mastermind members called me out, right? So I'm like the secret guy, right? So like one of my magics is I create world-class experience mm-hmm. events that literally change your dynamics by the time you leave your business, your results, or all of it. But I like to keep it really close to me. I don't tell people my process, the planning. And yesterday on right. the mastermind call, one of my team members, she's incredible. She's like, hey, she sent me this doc. She's like, you need to go over logistics for the masterminds they know. And I just started talking and I started telling them everything that I don't normally tell them. But on the receiving end, all of their faces started to light up and they started to smile. And I was like, what, do you guys want to know more? And like, they ended up pulling out the whole event to me, even like mm-hmm. the way I structure it, the way breath work goes into the sound healing that goes into the break and the break work and why I do it. And they're like, we want more of this. Holy shit. And I was like, oh, so my team's like, do a live later and tell people what you're doing at the event. I had a dude who literally DM me said, I followed you today. I don't know how. I have no idea what you're doing. I love your energy. I'm coming to Austin. And then that's when you show them with that energy. And he bought a ticket and then he responded to me and he's like, does it matter that I don't have a business yet? And I'm like, no, that's fine. (laughs) That's completely fine. It's that. I mean, and I feel like at the core, that is it you being able and i know that it's like oh okay that's simple obviously it's not that simple the complexity of the simplicity right (laughs) totally hold on real quick you had clarity confidence conviction what's the last c clarity confidence conviction certainty certainty and then embodiment exactly then we got to give that a name but i don't know of any name that has four c's and an e um no, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, all of that adds up to embodiment, right? Embodiment, um, sure. That's it. That's at the core. And 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 I feel like it's very difficult to explain, but also not. Um, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things of like, what is the result that you deliver? How can you show up as that person? You know, it, people often talk about, and we've talked about already, Who's your ideal client? Figure out the ideal client. Well, how can you become the ideal coach or the ideal consultant or entrepreneur, whatever it is that you do? And how can you show up in that energy too? Like leading my example, leading yourself, showing up like that, that is what makes magnetic marketing. 
A thousand percent. And I want to, I want to say a point on this because I love it and how I see magnetic is that if we were to go scroll, like right now, if Fabi and I opened a Facebook feed or an Instagram feed, probably Facebook, and we just started scrolling, we could look at a post and in a millisecond say real, not real, authentic, not authentic mm -hmm. to do list or transformational. And so this, this term of like embodiment and being it of like what makes it magnetic, it's this authenticity and this willingness to be open and to be real because for everybody listening, like I'll give you some foundational points because right now I just want to fucking be her hype man and just run around and like intro her to keynotes and like piss her off a couple times. She gets that like fiery <laughs> Spanish Wyoming starts swearing in Spanish and calling out the industry. Like I, I love that. Um, but like at the end of the day, you know, the core of what I do and why we have so much overlap is like, it's about people. It's about relationships and, yeah. and you cannot name me one successful relationship in your life where somebody feels unsafe, unseen or disrespected. And so by you being authentic, by you having clarity and confidence and conviction and certainty and embodiment and you sharing that authentically, it allows somebody to feel safe and relate to you on a human level, which will allow them the permission to move forward. And one thing. And I think this is huge. This is a coaching point for me from my coaches. Mm -hmm. And I know you're good at this, but when you say certainty, for me, you said this earlier and you alluded to it, we have a like make it back kind of guarantee. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that results are typical for everybody or that it's going to work every time. It means that it will work and it might not measure, but certainty doesn't mean that you have to be attached to everybody has to make a million dollars a month or every, Everybody's what you have to be certain in is the possibility. Mm -hmm. The possibility, because for me, I think the other part of magnetic marketing for me, and I'd love your thoughts on this, is that, you know, a lot of the times when I, I still do my sales calls because I just love connecting with people. I don't have setters. I don't have sales teams. I don't even have a fucking calendar link. Shit. Shoot me a DM <laughs> and then we get on a call, right? I FaceTime more people than I ever should and too many people have my phone number. So whatever, that's the world we live in now. But it's like when I show up, like one of the things that I really, really focus on so much is listening mm -hmm. and understanding what they want and they need so that I can be more confident in their ability to produce the result than they are and they can borrow a little bit of it from me, mm. right? And that's like how I look at like my coaching and consulting. It's like, I'm not going to win the race. Like I'm not going to win the gold medal. You are. But if I can lend you some confidence, if I can lend you some clarity and some certainty and some conviction. Right. So that you believe it's a little bit more possible and then you go like, that's how I. Right. I feel like what tends to happen for me often is that I can see your possibility as yes. a client, right? Like, I'm like, I see this power in you. And with, because obviously from my own. Great power. Great power. The message that I know that we can do, like shift for you. So coming, so I'll come back to the example I told you before the client that I'm working with right now, who is um, a weight loss coach for men. So yep. what he used to do was men and women helping them. So the message was something like, um, I help men and women lose, I think it was like 20 to 30 pounds um, without cutting carbs, right? That was what it was. And it sounds specific. But when I started looking through what he was doing, I was like, but there's a lot of these things that you're doing for men specifically. Why don't we go there? So we, sh mm -hmm. we shifted. And now I've, I've helped men with kids. I think it's like 
professional men with kids lose 20 to 30 pounds without cutting carbs so that they can um, perform optimally in the bedroom and the boardroom, something like that, right? So we went more specific. But the thing is, like, when we shifted that language and we went like, okay, let's move from men and women and let's talk to men and let's talk to men who are having a hard time with their sex life because of their weight. Because one of the things he told me is that the, one of the common objections that he would get is like, well, why don't I just hire a personal trainer in my local gym? And I'm like, but what do you do? So we kind of started digging into the things that he does and how he helps them with accountability and with all, all these different things. And one of them was um, with like their sex life. And you can't talk to your personal trainer about that. You need somebody that can really help you open up these things. So as we dug deep, and we just shifted his message like in the last week, right? So this is brand new. But I look at him and, I, and I'm on a call with him and I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be massive. Like, I can't, I, I see the vision for him. Yep. And I'm so excited. And I keep on telling him, like, can you please give me credit and be like, I, I, I'll be like, I work with this guy because he's so bold. And the way that he communicates and like, he says things that are so funny. I'm not even going to repeat it. But his, um, when we started working together, I was like, damn, that's a bold language. And he's like, I'm up on a call with a guy. And I'm like, asking him very specific things. And I was like, wow. So I know that when he shows up with that message, the results that he's going to get is going to be boom, immediate. So coming back to what you were saying, it's you seeing the potential in people. And every time I talk to him, I'm like, this is going to be ma- like having the belief for you until you have it. Although he does have it, but in that, in that totally. case, right. But it's having the belief and being like, you don't even understand what's going on here. What's going to happen in your business. Once you start shifting your message in this direction and creating yep. profit from that perspective. So I totally. think that part of you lending the conviction to people until they can do it for themselves is really powerful too. Yeah, I, I love that, by the way. I love all of that. That's so incredible. Um, now you I tell more about him, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, well, totally. I'm like, I'm going to message you up. I'm like, send me this guy's stuff. I want to support him. Like, I love that. And, yeah, who else? Yeah, no, I, I think it's incredible. But you know what's funny is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to full circle this and start to wrap. But, you know, like we've talked so much about the toxicity in the industry and how it's wrong and it's gaslighting. But here's what's funny is like, even you to be able to see somebody's possibility requires you to have empathy and enrollment in what they must be feeling like. And so, you know, I, I tell everybody, like when they're coming to the event, like in my opinion, in the world that even you and I live in technically, like, I mean, we live in the same world, similar audiences. It's like the biggest mistake I could ever make is trying to compete on with, I can't do it. Yeah. Even if I've got a billion dollars, I wouldn't try. No, there's no point, Mm -mm. but you can always win on depth. Exactly. What I found is that depth for me is that my entrepreneurial journey has become the fastest track of therapy that I could ever take oh in my, my God. life. So much. Because <laughs> there's nowhere to hide, right? Like I'm left with my results and my stuff on the table. But it's also funny because that's what makes it magnetic is when you're willing to document and to be open and to share all of that. And so I love earlier, we're like, it is simple. And here's what's funny is now my test is if this feels complicated. I'm probably disconnected from what really needs to happen. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, just send that message. Just do that video. Just have that podcast. Just make that phone call. Right. Like my default now is that when I'm having like a, 
I don't feel good. I'm having imposter syndrome, which my wife smacks me. And she's like, you of all people, right? Like of all I'll people. Do. Everybody like, does. I have imposter syndrome too. And I was like, the more success I have, the greater it gets. But like my default, Bobby, is I literally, and you've actually experienced this, but it's like, all I do is in that moment, I open my phone and I send as many video messages as required till I feel better. Oh. Right. And it's just giving, sure. right? It's right. giving. Stop it's pointing like, the finger at you and start. start. Thank you for following. Thank you for doing. Thank you for having. So I love it. So listen, um, we, I won't even do it justice. You have one of the most incredible lead magnets. And, and le before I even let her talk, I don't give many recommendations. <laughs> I don't give many at all. Fabi will tell you this. I'm really direct and I, I call a lot of people out. If I had to say this, I will say this in front of her right now. There is not one thing that you can do in her world that will not benefit you. I recommend every video, every training, comment on every hand raised post. And she will tell you, by the way, I am a participant in her world. I comment and she sends me her resources. Like, exactly. I'm like, no, Fabi, I really want it. Can you please send it to me? I'm not testing you. Please send it to me. It is fucking incredible That's awesome. what you do. And so for everybody listening, I think the dumbest thing you could do is not go type in the URL that she is about to give you. So Fabi? Yes. Awesome. Well, what is I have it's fabipaolini.com slash client. Can you spell that, please? I know. Okay. Fabi is F-A-B-I-P-A-O-L-I-N-I dot com slash clients. I know. Not that simple. It is what it is. I have told George, my actual name is Fabiana, but then I'm like. Fabiana is such a badass name. I grew up. Really funny, though. Look. This is a whole other story, but I grew up everywhere because my dad worked in a multi, like a, like an international company and they moved us everywhere. So I lived in India and in Spain and in the US and Brazil, everywhere. And I grew up with people calling Fabiana and it, it drives me crazy because it's Fabiana, but whatever it is what it is. So I'm like, let me just simplify it and be Fabi to make it easier. Anyways, fabifaunini.com slash clients. You could look at probably the show notes or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to make it even better once you're done. Okay, good, good. And what I have is a really insanely good resource. And it's 20 ways to, to, I just changed the name, but it's 20 ways to sign high ticket clients online as an online coach or consultant or an expert. And it's not some crappy basic PDF. Nope. It is like literally I've had people take action on the things that I teach you there and get clients from it. It is insane insane i even have like a 12 month content calendar with it it links to videos it links to like how to what post specific like swipe file posts to share on social media to get clients how to do testimonial interviews it is really good so i'm looking at it right now and by the way like your aesthetic and your design ability just bothers me a little bit <laughs> because i'm the worst designer ever. i'm a designer so there you go yeah i break stuff it doesn't even work but listen for everybody here i will make it easy for you if you shoot me a dm on instagram that says fabi f-a-b-i i will personally send oh, that's awesome and that means i don't have an automation you guys know this it's not my team it's me so you're probably going to get a video message from me too but just shoot me a DM on an Instagram with the word Fabi and I will send it to you because it is like a real um, tutorial. It oh, there's, there's, there's everything yeah. in here. I'm literally like looking at it yeah. as we speak. I'm not yeah. screen sharing. You guys can go get it uh, and then get ready to read some magnetic emails because they're absolutely yeah. incredible. So the emails. I want to rapid fire you really, really quickly. And I want to learn from this one. If what is your absolute favorite food? Pizza. Ooh, what kind of pizza? 
Um, mushrooms and ham. Mushrooms and ham. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that. That sounds incredible. Fungi portini, right? <laughs> I mean, you start speaking like this, it's getting Italian, but that's what I think. But pizza yeah. arepa, which is arepa, is a uh, Venezuelan. Oh, arepas are my favorite thing in the world. Oh, good. It's our but I want supersized arepas, and then I, I'm like, no, no, we have to change the ratios and what goes inside. Like, I could have those for breakfast, lunch, or yeah, you can. I literally, yeah, that's what I ate for breakfast this morning with avocado. Like, and every time I come to Florida, I literally hunt for a food truck or a place that I can get them. They're so good. Yeah, that's what I. I don't have any in Montana. I would, I would love for somebody to open like. Yeah, probably there is. Venezuelans are all over the world, so I'm sure I'll, I'll Google it and I'll find you a place and I'll send you. The MCs for my events are the Biz Bros. And they're, you know, they come MC there as well. I tell them, like, bring them to me. Bring them from Miami. Okay. Fly them in, whatever. I'll take any of them. Okay. What would your friends or family say is your biggest superpower? Um, I feel like my determination. Yeah. <laughs> my determination. I'm relentless about. Relentless in a good way. Never. Oh, for sure. But. I, whenever I've set my eyes to something, I make it happen, period. I think I know the answer to this one. Beach or mountains? Beach. What's the book that you've reread the most? Um, probably most recently, a book that I really love, although I haven't read it in a long time again, but The Universe Has Your Back by Gabriel Bernstein. Such a beautiful book. It's yep. really, really powerful. Yep. And then this one, I'm really curious. This is my favorite question. I haven't asked this in a long time. It's been like probably eight months since I've asked this. I'm nervous. If you could combine two animals to be your spirit animals, what would they be and why? What came up was like a horse and a tiger. A horse and a tiger. Okay. Why the horse? Um, I don't know. There's this. You know, my family had, has a farm in Venezuela and I grew up in my summers when I used to go, um, you know, I grew up going to the farm and just seeing those horses run free. Like there's this freedom to that, that I love. We have seven horses. So sorry. We have seven horses. There you go. Yeah. I love it. So there's this, there's freedom and power to a horse. And then the tiger is like. Oh, I see tiger for you all day. I see tiger for you all day. Like the mummy tiger, like this fierceness, but also like this elegance and power. Exactly. It's there. Like it's this very calm, majestic. I can totally see that. That's no, incredible. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll, I'll go for it. Okay, cool. So there's one last question. So before I get to the last question, because we're going to wrap the show after this. Guys, make sure... You either DM me Fabi on Instagram. You can slide into my DMs. You have mine and my wife's permission. Just with the word Fabi, I will send you the link. Or you go to Fabi Paglioni. Fabi Paglini. It's like you trying to say scarcity. Uh, <laughs> com slash, what was it? Slash client. Client. Clients with an S. Client. Clients with an S. Check that out. Follow her on the socials. Follow her on Facebook. She's incredible over there. She's on Instagram as well. She has some really funny choreography on Instagram. She's crushing the adult backup dancer. Follow me on TikTok, please. I'm trying to grow. Bobby Bolini. On the on the TikTok. Okay. Everywhere. Yeah. 
So here's, here's my, here's my absolute favorite question to ask. So we've been recording for an hour and 20 or an hour and 14 minutes, which by the way, that went really fast. Um, it was kind of fun. Imagine that everybody listening at this point didn't hear any of the episode and you have this one moment to tattoo any wisdom you want on their soul that they'll take with them from now until forever. What would your tattoo wisdom be? Question. Um, okay. I would say embody the result that you deliver for your clients and learn how to communicate that. And that's all you need to grow your business. That's it. <laughs> embody the results you deliver for your clients is one of the most profound pieces of wisdom I have ever heard. There you and go. so I will take it. We will end on it. Fabi, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll have to do this again. Oh my gosh. Or we'll, we'll go live. We'll do whatever. We'll have something, but it's been a pleasure for everybody listening. Uh, make sure you go check out Fabi on all the things. She's the only one. You'll find her. It'll be linked in the show notes. You can DM me on Instagram. And the most important thing for me is that you take this episode, one part of it, one thing in it, and you put it into practice immediately. Yes. Whether it is embodying what you do, taking the time to understand your avatar better, picking up the phone and calling your customer, taking one of the 20 creative ideas in her lead magnet and getting a high ticket sale, cleaning up your messaging, increasing your confidence. All of this works if you let it work. So don't let this podcast become shelf help. It was loaded with nuggets. I'd recommend re-listening. I'd recommend transcribing. I'd recommend highlighting it. I'd recommend taking notes. And then every time you post, acknowledge, tag Fabi, give her the credit, blow her up, and especially her TikTok. So <laughs> I will see you guys in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. But either way, it's time to cue the outro. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mind of George show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.